Great Escape. This is when your co-host CJ Peterson, and I'm here with my other co-host, author Michael Scott Clifton. How are you doing this week, Mike? Doing great. Better this week than last. Yes. Uh, we do apologize for not being on last week. Both of yeah. us were sick. I was trying to avoid the hospital and thankfully did so. Uh, meanwhile, Mike, you and your wife got smacked with something else, too. What did you guys get hit with? Uh, this RSV respiratory stuff that's going around. And uh, it's not the flu. It's not COVID. But it's somewhere in between. It's not a pleasant uh, not pleasant bug to catch. Coughing, yeah, so that kind of I, stuff. Yeah. yeah, I had that back. Oh, gosh. I had that back beginning in November. And it's like a three-week ordeal. It's... Mm. It is not good. No, no, it's not. <laughs> not good at all. Yeah. So what do you have on your plate for the Christmas season? Because we only have this weekend, next week, and <clears throat> break from Buck World for three weeks. Well, we, uh, we, we were at, even though we weren't feeling well, we were at the Abilene Comic Con this past weekend, mm-hmm. uh, which my son lives in Abilene, so we kind of killed two birds with one stone. We stayed with Brett for two or three days, stretched out, and uh, went to the con, and it was pretty good. Got to meet, uh, there's several other authors there, got to meet them, and uh, one of the neatest things uh, we did was uh, most of these towns, you know, have old movie theaters that used to be in the downtown area, small, medium-sized towns, and, and Abilene had one as well, mm-hmm. and it's called the Paramount Theater, and they had got a grant to restore the Paramount Theater to its original uh, condition uh, when it was in the 50s, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s. So we got to see that classic Christmas vacation with Chevy Chase and mm-hmm. the newly restored uh, Paramount Theater. Nice. And it was neat. And, oh, it was, you know, just like stepping back in time, CJ, the way they used to be with the plush seats. And when the lights go out, you know, you've got sort of the twinkling lights in the ceiling and looks like there's clouds and stuff. So it was neat. And uh, anyway, this week, my uh, last event before Christmas is going to be the Longview Art Walk on mm-hmm. Thursday from 5 to 8. And that's all I've got scheduled. And uh, then it's off on to Christmas. And uh, do have, uh, uh, as, as you know, do have my books, ebooks on sale for Christmas at 99 cents. So it's a great time. If you like uh, fantasy series, Conquest of the Veil, 99 cents, you get all four books for less than four bucks. Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty good bargain and uh, get some good Christmas reading. So, uh, um, and that's pretty much we all have on tap besides, oh, I do have some book promotions going on. So I'll have uh, some e-reader book promotions on uh Let's see on let's on Thursday the eighth, which is tomorrow. We'll have a e-reader promo for the Janus Witch. On Sunday the eleventh, will be a e-reader promo for the Open Portal. Nice. And then and then uh, on Thursday, the fifteenth of December, we'll have a e-reader promo for the Treasure Hunt Club. So try to do a little social media. It's a great time. Again, to get some good deals on these uh, on these books as well, and I know your books are are on sale as well. So correct. Uh, um, so for mine, I have all of my novels. So at ninety nine cents, you can get eighteen books for eighteen bucks. 
So it's pretty good. I don't think that that one's kind of hard to beat. Um, <laughs> you can stock your Kindle for about the next six to eight months of reading and be you know, clear at all. All 18 books are for a dollar a piece on Kindle. Easily go to cjpetersonwrites.com for that one. Also for the younglings in the family, the cheap and sarge paperbacks, Cruising and A Day at the Race is a Lesson of Friendship are only $9.99. So you can get paperback versions of them. Again, you can find it at cjpetersonwrites.com. For Mike's specials, you can go to michaelscottclifton.com. And you can just enjoy Christmas. Um, now for those people who are procrastinators, because I know they're out there, again, Ebooks are great stocking stuffers. So for those ones that are kind of what yours, Mike's are YA or adult? Both. Okay. So, so are mine. Mine are a little bit mixed yep. up YA yep. and yep. adult. Adults are yours. So we have a wide range between the two of us that you can stuff your stockings with. And, you know, you can be a procrastinator and do it like the night before. So it's great. You know, we're trying to help you here. We're looking out for the procrastinators. Just saying. We gotcha. So you can do that. Or like I said, your younglings, you can order two. There's two paperbacks. You can get it for $9.99 a piece. Cruising and also a day of the race is a lesson in friendship with Chief and Sarge. And we both have, we both also have square stores on our websites mm -hmm. where if you would like an autographed paperback copy, you mm -hmm. can order those directly from CJ's uh, square store or from yep. mine. And they're located on our websites. So. Yep. But you have to order those soon because we got to get them through the mail. I believe the last day for standard mail is the 17th. I could be wrong. I think it's the 17th is the last Sounds day about right. that you can actually still order and get it to them in time. So you're going to have to order a few days ahead for us to get the package ready to get it shipped by the 17th. So just kind of keep that thought in mind if you want autographed copies. So for the next two weeks... As promised last week, because we were sick, I wasn't able to, but for the next two weeks, we're going to be talking about exploring publishing realm. So we've so far covered a lot of different genres throughout our time. This is now our second season. So in these two seasons, we've met lots of authors. We're going to meet lots more authors in the next coming year. We're already scheduling into April and May. So we're, we're got you covered on your different genres, but you finally decided as a reader to write. You wanted to write the book that you've always wanted to read. That's what we always say. Write the one that you want to read. And during that time, you've gotten this book. So now where do you go? Now what do you do? Well, I hate to tell you this, but writing is actually the easy part. <laughs> so there's that. Um, is it going to do it? Okay. So where to start? You have... Oh, you're so sweet. What is it? Uh, Yay, she got me a peppermint milkshake. Sorry. <laughs> my daughter. Not sorry. Um, so where to start? You have a book written now. What? You know, you look at the first one that I always like to put a little bit of funnies in the beginning. Aspiring writer hoping to be published one day. You're all nice and clean cut. Next frame below it. Published author after years of dealing with contracts, deadlines, writer's block conventions, editor. <laughs> publishing companies you tend to lose sanity uh, the middle one when someone just says why can't you just get your book published oh my gosh what an idea why didn't i think of that well hello we're trying um, the third one trying to get a publisher's attention is not always an easy task so where do you start you start with editing editing options um, mike and i've talked about critique groups 
There are groups of authors who offer insight into your work. You have multiple eyes on the document, usually one chapter at a time is how he does it. They can be brutal and discouraging, but they will be honest and they will help you in making sure that your book is an excellent fit. I know that Mike, that's how you do your editing. Um, for me, I'm a little bit more protective of it. So I go through a professional editor. It doesn't matter which option you want as whatever fits you. No path is exactly the same, I guess, is what we've kind of trying to have been explaining this whole time that we've been on. Um, I do professional editor. If you do, you need a copy and a content editor. Copy editor is your grammar person. That's your grammar Nazi. You want to make sure that, you know, everything you're you know, your eyes are dotted, your T's are crossed, and you don't have the wrong than or the wrong your or the wrong to, etc. And then there's content editing. And that's your consistency. Are they blonde in the beginning and they're blonde at the end and no hair color on the in-between? Um, you need to make sure that everything is consistent all the way through and that you're using the right form of different words. Uh, your work and your ideas stay private. That's why I prefer to do that. There's also two more sets of eyes on your document, you know, and a critique group, you have multiple sets of eyes. So the more eyes you have on your document, the people that you have to trust, whatever circle you go to, to do the editing, you have to be able to trust them. Right. And, I've, and I've found that I found that on your editing, um, you can spend thousands mm -hmm. of dollars uh, on conceptual editing and copy editing. And there's then there's lots of people that, that go that that go that route, but it's not necessary uh, to have to spend that kind of money on editing. If, for example, you go back to critique group, if you've got people who you know are uh, you know the extra set of eyes, as you said, CJ, that that are kind of operating in lieu of uh, mm -hmm. you know a, a paid for editing situation. So you need to really decide uh, when you start to when you start looking at editing your manuscript, your work, uh, you need to have an idea how much you want to spend mm -hmm. because you can spend a lot and you can spend zero. Uh, but some at some point, you're going to have to have your work edited to the point where if you, because you want a professional document that when you get it published, but understand that there, you know, there is money involved here and it really depends on how much you want to spend on your editing. Some people spend as little as three or $400 mm -hmm. just for a copy editing. Mm -hmm. Some spend thousands of dollars just for the conceptual editor. So, you know, you need to have that in mind. Yeah. Whatever editor you have, you have to make sure to understand that you want them to crucify your document reason being you would rather have them do it than have a reviewer do it later. So you want them to be critical. You want them to, and not just be critical. Like my, my editor, she's somewhat critical, but she also lets me know that, Hey, this is an option. You can do this instead of that. So you need one who's going to be, you know, it's a critique versus a critic. And so you need to be able, but you need to find one that's going to be honest. So Aunt May may not necessarily be the best editor. <laughs> She's a teacher for years. I like Just that. Just putting way. that out there. <laughs> Just putting it out there because uh, they may be too nice, and you do not need a nice editor. They do not get paid to be nice. So just kind of in mind. Um, there no are, Aunt Mays. No Aunt May. <laughs> there are a couple options. Um, you can get recommendations from a, another author. 
Fiverr, social media, LinkedIn is a great place to find editors. There's writers groups in your areas that you can go to. There's a lot of places you can find where you can start Tina, figure out where editing, where to start. Also, where to start is cover. People always say they don't judge a book by its cover. They're wrong. Mm -hmm. People do. And it has to fit within the thumbnail size. If you look at the size of all the ones that are on here, they're eye-catching. But in a thumbnail size, they will still catch your eye. And that's the point. It can be, you know, covers can be too dark. They can be too... I don't want to say normal, but you need something that's going to catch the eye of the reader. That's going to pique their interest. There's lots of places. Um, Fiverr <clears throat> is a great place for cover artists. I believe that's where yours is from. Correct. No, I've, I have a cover artist that I use that lives in Europe. Uh -huh. in Belgium. How What's that? How did you find her? Uh, well, I'd used, uh, I'd used a cover artist from, from England for my first three books. And I just did a Google search because I wanted uh, uh, covers that were original artwork instead of stock photos, mm -hmm. which um, and especially with, with fantasy and science fiction. So I found somebody who fit the bill and uh, look, you know, they all have websites. So you can go and look at their work and what they've done. And I'm pretty pleased. Now you're going to spend more. Uh, mm -hmm. Fiverr is the cheapest option probably from what I found in terms of designer uh, both. Yes. Yep. And so if you're just looking for uh, something that's a stock that you can take a stock image from and sort of build around it, they're, they're great for that. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, the, uh, and it, I think too, you have to be sure that whatever your cover is, it fits mm -hmm. the genre that that's you cool. are. Yeah. That you're, that you're writing, make sure that it's, you know, if it's fantasy, you don't need a, you know, bodice busting romance <laughs> book cover. I you know, that, that's that's a romance novel, but it's not necessarily one for, you know. Fabio does not need to be on every cover. No, 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 <laughs> it does not. Yeah, there's a lot of places, like I said, Fiverr 99 Design that you mentioned. You can even do a Google search. Um, sometimes your publisher, Texas Sisters Press, I do the covers. And so there are cover designs sometimes usually in publishers. Sometimes they have their own. Also, hey, if you're good at it, do it yourself. I did chain reactions down there, appointed time. And I helped me and Todd Engel work together for Summer Secrets. And he did Strength From Within. And then Lydia did An Emergent Truth and her The Nightmare King. So if you have enough talent in there, you might actually be able to do it yourself. Now, if you choose to do it yourself, there are different places where you can where you can create them. Photoshop, InDesign, and Canva. Canva, make sure you download the highest resolution, but I still suggest you actually build it because I do that sometimes. I'll actually build it in Canva so I can get an idea of what I want it to be like. I get the main design down and if the font's a decent size or whatnot, it lets me, gives me the pattern that I can build it in Photoshop. Right. Some people and prefer Photoshop. Some people prefer InDesign. Um, I get my graphics from Dreams Time and Shutterstock are two great places. Make sure it pertains to the actual story, like we said. Make sure it's eye-catching. Remember, mm -hmm. this needs to stand out as a thumbnail amongst a lot of other books. You know, it needs to make sure that it, it jumps out at people. And if you've never done, if you've never dealt with book covers before, uh, there are different platforms 
that require different sized book covers. So a digital ebook uh, book cover is not going to be formatted the same as one for a paperback. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing paperback book, book covers, the trim size, which is how, you know, how, uh, how tall is your book? How wide are the pages? Standard uh, book size uh, is five and a half by eight and a half. That's your standard book size. And it will also depend on the total number of pages in your book mm -hmm. um, before you can, because that will affect the size of the mm -hmm. book cover as well. So That's there's, fine. Yep. yeah, if you know, so if, for me, this is, and this is what I did. I'm not like CJ, who's very technologically savvy and could probably do a book cover with her eyes closed half asleep. But if you're <laughs> not, you're not, <laughs> you're not comfortable taking that on your own, like, as you said, there's different, you know, Fiverr, 99, others that can do those book covers for you. And I would suggest that you let someone that knows what they're doing do the book cover if you're Correct. not sure about what you're doing. Now, before you do so, though, you have to have a full page count because they need that. Right. And Amazon right. and Ingram both will provide the template for you for the for the book cover designer. They provide the template for you and you just to make sure that it's in the spaces that it allows. So once you do a couple of them, it's, it's pretty easy to figure out, but you have to be somewhat technologically oriented to do so. <laughs> I fully suggest that. And like I said, you got to make them stand out. They have to be able to um, show amongst the other books that are there. So where to start publishing options? There are four types of publishing options, traditional, vanity, independent, and hybrid. A lot of times people get some of these messed up and they get them confused. And I want to make sure that they're very clear as to which one of these options are which one. Um, Texas Sisters Press is a hybrid publishing company, and we'll get to that in a minute. Some people confuse that with a vanity press. We do not take all books. Vanity press takes every book sent to them regardless. So kind of keep that in mind. We're going to start with traditional. There's a lot of prestige and validation in traditional publishing. Let's face it, that happens. You get the kudos and recognition by publishers who have been in the business a long time. They might help you feel like, you know, your work is good enough because we do as authors, we have that doubt. Am I good enough to actually be published? <clears throat> you get a professional team working with you. You have editors. Generally, traditional publishing has editors on staff who work with you to edit your book, cover designers on staff to help you design your book and a little bit with your marketing. Only a few authors will get marketing help. Regardless, unless you're like a Josh Grisham or any other big name, put it out there, Stephen King, you're going to be doing your own marketing. It's very rare that you're not. <clears throat> so you need to learn how to do that regardless. Um fact, fact, with traditional publishing, because I've done both with mm -hmm. traditional uh, and with the hybrid publishing, there's very little advantage to traditional publishing uh, as opposed to the way things used to be. And it's because uh, when you go through a traditional publishing, um, as, as it's been stated here, you have to do most of your marketing. Mm hmm and in the uh, book selling field, authors, that's, that's most of the work. And the thing also there is you may only get 35% of the uh, royalties on all book sales, yet you're doing 70 to 80% of the, or even 90% of the, 
of the work in terms of marketing your book. Mm -hmm. So uh, something to keep in mind. Yeah, Publishers tend to sell to bookstores and focus on those. They don't normally focus on the readers. The author has to focus on how to sell to the readers. Who is your target? What are you focusing on? <clears throat> and regardless of which version you publish through, that has to be your focus. But as you said, there are benefits, pluses and minuses to both. Traditional publishing is sure, a little sure. bit longer for the process. Reason being, generally, you have to write query letters and go through an agent who gets their cut as well. <laughs> Keep that in mind. That's kind of also a painful reality. And they take sometimes painfully long to do. Um, the benefits traditional publishing, you don't have to put out money up front. Instead, there are, there's a potential advance against royalties that do come in, which depends on how many readers buy your book. Where royalty rates can be anywhere between 10 and 25%, which isn't very much. And the royalty reports, reports may be a little bit difficult to understand. Print distribution to bookstore is easier. The traditional publisher distributes to many different stores. They handle that for you. It is, again, a very slow process. From the time you get a contract to publication, it can take years to see your book in a bookstore. And that's brutally painful because you kind of think you're done once you've written it, but you're not. <laughs> um, you give up a lot of creative control. I've heard of a lot of authors where they their book changed from the point that they sent it in because the publisher didn't like this, they didn't like that, so they took that out and they, they kind of lost control because the publisher does own some of the rights to the book. Some of the contract clauses can be problematic for the author. Make sure you have a lawyer go through it before you sign one. Most times you can also use copyrights to your work for a period of time. And that's something to remember with traditional publishers. You will lose a portion of your copyrights for a, a decent amount of time until you reach whatever goal is within there. So make sure a lawyer goes through that thoroughly. Anything else on traditional you can think of, Mike? Well, generally, they also provide, uh, they all, they provide editing services. That's something that you don't generally have to, to do yourself. So they'll generally uh, take the editing or help with the editing in terms of your conceptual editing and your uh, grammatical editing, your copy editing. So that is an advantage of, of using a traditional publisher in, in that sense. And uh, that's not, then it goes back to what you were saying earlier, CG, about you don't have upfront costs like you would if you're doing publishing your own book. But you lose a lot of the cut, so kind of keep that. Right, yeah, you do, you do not get the... It go, to me, it all goes back to promoting your book. And if you're having to do that and you're only getting a 10 to 25% royalty, um, it That's just cool. seems, yeah, seems like a lot of work for not a lot of return. But uh, you might sell a bunch of books mm -hmm. and uh, could be a different story. Yep. So the next one we're going to look at is Vanity Press. And this one, I cannot stress this enough. When you there, This is a warning when you see this run. Just run. A lot of times Vanity Press is, um, I could name them, but I'm trying not to. Um, <laughs> but there are some where if they're charging you thousands of dollars for your book, run. You're in the wrong place. Thousands of dollars should not be happening to get your book published, no matter which option you go through. Um, some first-time authors end up paying thousands of dollars to vanity publishers. All they get to show for it is a low-quality book and a lot of frustration. Vanity presses thrive on ripping off self-published authors. This to me is painful. 
They promise them the world and claim they offer editing and design plus a full publishing package. And nine out of 10 times, it's not very high quality. And that's a problem. Um, it's easy to be drawn in by these scams because most authors aren't experts in book publishing. They know a lot of about their area of expertise, but they have no idea how to pu how publishing works. Vanity presses exploit that confusion, which is why we're kind of step by step in going through each one of the different types of publishing companies. Vanity presses are painful to deal with. Um, a vanity press also refers to as a vanity publisher or a subsidiary publisher is a company that will publish anything for anyone who pays All them. Right. There are no editorial or creative standards. It's simply a company that prints books for people. Be very, 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 very careful. And even some traditional, I know that, um, what was it? Tate publishing. Was that considered a traditional? It was. Yes. Okay. A lot of authors, I think you, were you one of them that got hurt with that mm -hmm. one? Yep. You, Lana Lynn that's coming in in January, a couple of friends, authors that were traditional through Tate got in trouble with it. So you need to be careful regardless of which publishing option you're choosing. Okay. There's, I've known, we, we both know people, uh, authors that have been charged anywhere from 5,000 to $20,000. Please don't for, say yeah, for, yeah, no. for publishing, publishing books. And they'll tell you um, that, a lot of times the hook dealers say they've, they've done their research and they've come across your book and uh, they feel like your book has potential. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, you know, that's, that really, that's, that does kind of speak to to your vanity, you know, Hey, they, they like my book, mm -hmm. but basically it's, they are printing your book for five, 10, 15, $20,000. They're going to tell you that they'll put it on all the digital platforms and all these different platforms and and what it basically comes down to the uh, the last sentence and bullet number at the, the bullet point at the top is it's simply a company that prints books for people. Exactly. And they well, do no other service for you. They don't do the editing. They don't. Well, they claim they'll do those things as well. But I have seen some and I'm sure you have as well, CJ, some products of Vanity Press that are cartoonish looking. Mm -hmm. They're so cheaply made and printed so yeah don't walk run as you said away from these folks yeah they can be brutal and they'll publish anything and charge you a lot of money a lot of times they'll harass you um i can think of a couple where they kept calling and i'm like you need to stop calling me <laughs> they'll promise that you will sell thousands of books and it will be the best seller make sure to see through all of the smoke screen do your research we all want to be the next you know, Stephen King, Josh Grisham, John Grisham, whoever. We all want to be that. But you know what? You got to kind of work for it and work toward it. Do the work. Um, the next one we're going to jump into is independent and self-publishing. Unfortunately, we don't have time. So we're going to continue this for next week. We're going to do independent self-publishing and hybrid. And we're going to go after that. So make sure to tune in next week at one o'clock. Same place you found us, either on YouTube or on Facebook. And we'll be jumping into an working on self-publishing as well as the hybrid publishing company. One of these options, figure out which one's the best for you. But again, if you see vanity, run. <laughs> Don't walk. Run fast as you can. Um, so we'll check out those other options next week. If you need to go back and rewatch this, go for it. Take lots of notes. Um, come back with your questions next week. We'll be able to answer questions as well. We show some extra time in the end of it. Um, but we're going to continue to explore the publishing realm. 
Um, you can start the new year off looking for a new publishing company for your book that you've written. So we'll see you guys next week. In the meantime, again, you can get some great deals on Mike's website for Christmas at michaelscottclifton.com, as well as mine, cjpetersonwrites.com. And fill those stockings and presents under the tree with giving people the gift of an adventure. So until then, we will see you guys next week. Same time, same place.